The Competitive 40K Network presents Art of War. Art of War. Strategy and tactics. Discussions with the best players on the planet. Now your host, Nick Nanavati. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Art of War podcast. I am your host, Nick Nanavati, and I am so excited because we have a guest that who had a lot of howling for him over in our Discord servers on the Art of War. We have none other than undefeated with Space Wolves, 6-0, Scott Rumpel. Scott, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm very excited. Space Wolves are an army. I think we could definitely get a lot more coverage on in the higher scenes. And I definitely, I'm, I'm so excited. You have 15 Wolfen. I mean, let's like, this is so awesome. Oh yeah, can't can't leave home without the wolfen. <laughs> yeah. So in episode one, folks, this is part two. This is part one of a two part episode. In episode one, we're going to cover Scott. We're going to get to know him, his philosophy, his approach to 40k, how he kind of views the game, and how he builds his list to compete with today's meta. And then in part two, we're going to talk about the list he actually took to the Rocky Mountain Open, uh, going in a full undefeated six and zero sweep um, with Space Wolves, and really break down his tactics. His positioning on the board, stratagems, relics, warlord traits, all that jazz, secondaries, and just ultimately how he plays it on the tabletop. So if you're interested in that, you can sign up on our Patreon, AOW40K.com. Um, but for now, let's get into you, Scott. Tell me a tale, a wolf tale of yourself. <laughs> uh, so I kind of have the same 40K story that a lot of people had. Uh, I played when I was a kid. I probably didn't know the rules all the way. Uh, this would have been like third edition, uh, had that classic starter box with the Space Marines against the Dark Eldar. And, you know, I played maybe when I was like 10, 11, 12 in there. And then, you know, I turned into a teenager and I kind of fell away from the hobby. And then flash, you know, fast forward 15 years or so, uh, I'm an adult, I have some disposable income, uh, I get married and it's like, oh yeah, Warhammer, that was awesome. I kind of stumbled back into it uh, and actually started playing for real, <laughs> if you will. Um, and started with Ultramarines, just classic box art, you know, trap there. And I went to my first tournament, which was back in the index days of eighth edition. And I lost on the relic because I had basically no melee in my army. Uh, and I decided to switch to a melee army the next day. And that happened to be Space Wolves. So I've been pretty all in since then. And I haven't. I don't have any other armies. I, uh, I guess technically, I still have my Ultramarines, but I've got about twenty thousand points of wolves now. <laughs> wow! So diehard wolf player. Are you a wolf player? Like no matter what, when they're good, they're bad. Who cares? Yes. Yeah, so once I switched, so basically ninety percent of eighth and a hundred percent of ninth, I've played Space Wolves, and it's been a little bit rough <laughs> for the most part. We had an awesome supplement, but it was peak COVID, so I really couldn't take it to any events. And then right about the times things opened back up, that supplement stopped being legal. We got our new codex, and uh, Space Wolves were not near the top. So it, it was been a, a rough journey, but I've stuck with them. <laughs> I can definitely appreciate that. One of the things I find so fascinating, because I've been doing this podcast for a while now, is we get players, like last week we had Michael Matt on, and he is like relatively new to the game, playing for like a year or two. And we have the week before that, David Gaylor, who's like, I only play the most broken thing at the time. You know, I army hop mm -hmm. like a madman. And then we got guys like you, Scott, who are like diehard ancient player uh, playing as long as Logan himself, Space Wolves over here. And clearly you're all successful. Like you've all gone undefeated super majors and big events. And, you know, like 
What is it about Space Wolves that draws you to only them and nothing else in 40K? Uh, they kind of have everything for me. So I've always been drawn to Space Marines. That's what I played when I was a kid. I jumped back in with Ultramarines. Uh, and then I was missing that melee element. So you're kind of choosing between like Scars, Blood Angels, and Space Wolves. And of the three, I definitely think the Space Wolves have the coolest models and aesthetic. And I think their lore is pretty cool too. So they kind of have all of it for me. And I don't know if it was a chicken or the egg thing, but I've played a ton of games over the last three or four years with Space Wolves. And I don't know if I just got lucky with the wolf style fitting my play, or I just happened to, you know, learn how to play around wolves. But either way, at this point, I always like think about, oh, I can try this army or that army, and it never happens. So it's it's just wolves for me. <laughs> I love the dedication. I think it's super cool. You said the wolves either meld their play style you or vice versa, because that's really kind of where I'm going with this whole conversation. In your words, what would you classify your play style, the wolf play style, what it is you do on the tabletop? The big thing, my favorite part is the, the fight phase. I think that's where they have the most control. Uh, the list I'm running has two fights last, and then the wolf and all fight on death. And basically every unit in my army, besides the troops, hits pretty hard. Um, so that's that's the part I like the most. And with the recent points update and arcs, getting all the bonus melta and shooting, that's just gravy. Um, it <laughs> I'm not used to having this level of shooting, so when I even kill things in the shooting phase, it's, it's just bonus for me. <laughs> yeah, so just diehard combat through and through. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's interesting, because when I think of Space Wolves, I really think of them as a, a mixed combined arms type of army, like a an army that really wants to countercharge you, shoot you a little bit, and then it invites <laughs> you in, you know, six inch heroics all over the place, fight lasts everywhere. Is that kind of how you play it on the tabletop, or is it just more aggro assault with you? Yeah, it's as far as the actual missions, it's I, I think I'm more conservative. Uh, I set up I guess I'll preface it. I play mostly at events that do player place terrain. So I set up my board that I can control where I'm going to be, where I'm going to be standing. And I don't have to just, you know, YOLO charge across the board. If you want to hide, I'm okay to hide too. And a lot of the times it's set up that I can get enough points that if we're just going to stand here, I'm good with that. Uh, But then the second you realize that I'm going to win and you start moving out towards me, it gets even easier because you have the countercharge, the fight last, the fight on death, and all of that. So what you're describing right now is really like a control style of Space Wolves, where it's basically you're you're winning a points projection, your opponent has to kind of do something about it, and then you kill them for it. But Space Wolves mm-hmm. have not the strongest of secondaries, not to say they're terrible, but they, they rarely just walk into games winning. They kind of have to kill their opponent to a degree. So unless I'm missing something, like how do you actually create these scenarios? So it, it, it's changed kind of with O's of the moment changing right now anyway my my default two that i take in most games are going to be o's and banners and the reason i like that is because with player placed even if you don't get the defender role you can usually get a piece of terrain within six of the center where you can put you know a unit or like a cyber wolf or your judiciar or something like that and they're going to score you 10 points just for standing there uh and then if you don't fall back you're almost capped on o's right off the bat so you put an l or a, a building without windows you know five inches off the center you put your cyber wolf in the corner and you babysit him with wolfen or a judiciar or something that can intervene to defend him you're just saying i'm going to max this secondary unless you come kill me which is six inches back from the center on my half of the board uh you can you pair that up with something like banners uh 
depending on the mission, you know, that's a easy 10 plus points a lot of the time. And then the third one kind of changes, but Marines have good options, whether it's like shock tactics. The Space Wolf one is good too, because we like to charge. You just get points for completing two charges, but you're set up in a way that you're really going to cruise to a pretty decent score unless they come and, and kick you off the middle. And that's kind of the default game plan. Obviously, the map, the mission, the opponent can shake things up, but that's kind of the the basic game plan going into most games. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You're kind of just leaning into oats and banners to create a relatively passive score for yourself. I feel like a lot of armies, though, have, you know, everybody's got access to banners. And then if not with the moment, you know, the other opponent could do like a warp ritual, right? So mm-hmm. most factions have the ability to do banners plus one passive secondary. And then from there, you're kind of in a stalemate where maybe it comes down to whoever went first has more onus to attack because of the primary advantage going to the person going second. Could it be like, I guess, one of the challenges I view as someone who doesn't play Space Wolves too often, I dabble here and there, uh, is when I'm playing a situation where I have to run across the table for whatever reason, and I have to, I have to get there and you know, take an objective from my opponent or really make a shift in the scoreboard mm-hmm. actively. How do you cross that table in today's metagame with all the damage out there? So again, mine's going to be prefaced with player place terrain. I know this can vary from whatever format you're on, um, but I do set up the board that I can stage either in the middle or near an objective. Um, and you can really buff up your wolf guard or sky class squads to put the hurt on. Um, they move 12. You can throw on chapter master assault doctrine if you're not there already. Uh, and then you have a plus one to wound strat. So, you know, turn one, you start in your deployment zone. Turn two, you move up near the, mi- near the middle or whatever building you've put so they can go across. And then from that point, if you're moving 12 inches from near the middle, that's usually enough to dislodge something. And, you know, unless it's Dark Angel Terminators or something crazy. Um, then you have the captain on the bike who's got a 21-inch threat range um, if you need to get obsec on those guys. And then that's where something like Shock Tactics really opens up because if you're going to just slingshot this murder squad across across the board they have 20 quality attacks hitting on twos double exploding sixes plus one to wound they're going to kill basically whatever uh most things i should say and you're only trading 140 point unit to do that uh and then once the killing starts things get a little (laughs) you can just uh, evolve from there but that's how you kind of can play those ones i think yeah no that makes a lot of sense Especially when you consider like the general Space Wolf style of like send a missile in to go trade something, right? Like you chapter master up a unit, reroll hits, mm-hmm. and then you buff yourself up and just send them in. It, it makes for trading dive bombs like that really powerful. If you're able to trigger the, the Hunter Warlord trait, you can even get advance and charge on yeah. those units to get even more threat. Could you just explain how that all works? So it's kind of a, a quirky thing. So your, your Space Wolf specific Warlord traits, they're all sagas. The one I always take is Hunter. So that gives my my chapter master advance and charge. Uh, once he completes his charge, on the next turn, whatever his warlord trait is turns into an aura. So if you throw away a trash unit or something that you shouldn't, or you let me, you know, bring a squad in for behind enemy lines, and you let my captain charge, you basically just gave my whole army advance and charge. Uh, the only people who don't really get it are the wolfen. Unfortunately, they're not core, but on all the jump troops. They're, they're a lot faster now. You really kind of brought me to my next whole point about Space Wolves here, is the Wolfen. 
I feel like there's two camps in relation to Wolfen and Space Wolves. The people who love them and the people who hate them. And based on your list, I think it's pretty clear which camp you fall into. So, Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> sell, me, sell me all these Wolfen. Why do you like them so much? Uh, they're the best. So I've been running three squads of Wolfen for basically three years now. Um, I was very bummed in ninth when they lost almost everything they had. But they still have Fight on Death. They still have Strength 5 on their hammers. Uh, so they can kill just about anything. So for 145 points, you get five dudes who have 16 hammer swings that can potentially hit on twos, uh, double exploding sixes, strength 10, minus three, flat three. And then they get fight on death just because they exist. So I use them defensively a lot, You know, stick them on an objective behind a wall. Uh, and Space Wolves have an intervention strat for six inches that they can use. So I got my wolf in on the the side of the objective hidden where he can't be shot. If you step onto that objective, I'm going to intervene onto you and kill you. <laughs> uh, the fight on death and the fight last creates a really annoying problem for your opponent most of the time. And if, as long as you position them correctly where they can't get shot, they're, they're just a, a real pain to deal with. That, so I'm, I'm definitely totally sold behind, right? Like if you can get five Wolfen on the objective out of sight, like, Oh my God, that is, that is a nightmare scenario. All you can really do is try to stand near it with obsec and even then you six into heroic it's not going to work yeah they they kill basically anything they touch uh it's amazing the a lot of your tactics seem to be very built around player place terrain and guaranteeing that you can get line of sight in the right places um which you know fair fair is fair if you play in those formats like absolutely that is valid do you think space wolves and your success with them is predicated on on being able to do that or do you think it would fare better or the same in other formats so I can't fully answer this question because the, so I live in Utah. I play mostly West coast events. Uh, we're in frontline territory. Uh, they do player place terrain, all my local TOs, they kind of follow frontline. So we do player place terrain at the local events here. So I really haven't played too many games on like GW or UKTC, WTC stuff. But whenever I see those boards on streams, I'm always thinking like, man, that's a lot of terrain. Uh, GW specifically with those big buildings that are fully blocked on the bottom floor, it just right. seems that you can get really close to the middle, uh, totally safe from shooting. So I think, I think it would work pretty well, but I honestly haven't been able to test it. I, if I could, with someone I have experience in these formats, I would say your army probably does even better on GW terrain. Honestly, like they are so congested in the middle. Uh huh. Um, but I think UKTC and WTC are a little bit deceptive with their terrain. They have lots of I've, elements. But it's, it's very at odd angles and fairly open versus some angles. So against fast mobile shooting like Dow and Eldar, they can like sneak up on you and just see you. Yeah, and that's fair. And like like I said, I haven't played any of those, but um, I'm not going to the WTC anytime soon. So yeah, no, just, uh, just trying to appeal to the audience, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, totally understandable. But yeah, for me at least, you know, I gotta play the events I can. So obviously, I'm gonna write my list to cater to those. So. With in the regards to Wolfen and just kind of Space Wolf philosophy in general, more so than like every other chapter of Space Marines, Space Wolves benefited from we get free stuff now. Yes. And you're just raining combi meltas out of the sky. Every, you get a weapon and you get a weapon and you get a free Terminator in your squad. And, you know, at some point, you're just playing with more points than your opponent. Well, you know, not technically, but it definitely comes off that way in feel. Yeah. Do you feel like you're out-muscling your opponent and that is your primary means for winning aside from your core strategy? Or is this plan B is just out-muscle them or is this just a byproduct? No, I mean, it's just a happy 
bonus right now. So I played basically this list for all of last season. Uh, obviously, I didn't have like 30 Meltas, but I was still running a Melta on the Sergeant, all the characters. I had some shooting elements, but the melee is what's doing the heavy lifting. Um, sure, you can get into situations where um, you know your Meltas just pick up a squad just because that's awesome, but they only have 12-inch range. And everything dies in my army if it's left out in the open. So uh, it, it definitely is a lot of Melta. You can't deny that. But it's not like I can just shoot somebody off the board uh, from my half. Almost every gun is only 12 inches. Uh, I do have some long fangs in there as well. But same thing. They're going to get one turn of shooting. And if they don't kill whatever they're looking at, they're probably going to get shot back. So it's not just, oh, yay, here's free Melta. You, you automatically win. Uh, it is a nice bonus. I can't deny that. But... You, you do most of the work with your melee. I have a very, very limited experience of Space Wolves in, in this new Arcs of Element world. I played one game. I played mm-hmm. a list not dissimilar to yours, but it was different. I basically didn't have Wolf, and I had 10 more Terminators with Kami Meltas that deep struck and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And I had like a Chaplain to get plus two to charge. I played against Knights. John's Imperial Knights is a game that's streamed on our War Room for War Room viewers or people who are interested in checking it out. We have a free three-day trial going on. And basically, John got me in a situation where I was hiding behind walls, but I wouldn't be able to win the game from forever behind hiding behind walls. I'd have to come out and go fight all these knights. And I just decided to, to bum rush them, right? Like, I deep struck two Terminator squads, hit one of my two seven-inch charges after the chaplain buffed, and I just ran straight at him with all my assault marines and wolf guard and whatnot. And long things all came out, long things shot. He basically, I killed a few knights in my turn, like little armagers. He shot back and killed like a third of my army. It was brutal. And then I essentially tabled him from there because there was just so much <laughs> stuff in the middle of the field that he couldn't kill at all. Uh, is that ever like a tactic? You just run him down, blitz him? Uh, yeah, it definitely can be. I try not to rely on that tactic because... It's plan A, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it can work. And it, it probably works a good amount right now with the points for Marines where they're at. But you never want to be in the scenario where... You, you do the full send and you kind of bounce or you don't roll great or whatever the case may be. And then you have, you know, 40 or 50 Marine bodies just standing in the open because you can, you die. There's, I've got a handful of storm shields on the Wolfen, but the rest of my army is just T4, two wounds, three up armor. And if you're, if you do the full send and it doesn't win you the game, you could potentially just get picked up. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Do you do you view it as like a last resort type thing, even though you probably could mathematically win the game by doing it? Yeah, so th- that's just not my play style. The last time I had to do that was uh, when we were playing Nephilim, and it was against Necrons. Uh, and I was running the same list. I've been running three Wolf Guard, three Wolf, and the characters, and you know the most shooting I could fit, which was a lot less at the time. Uh, but it, it works. I played against. The Necron player is Marshall Peterson. I got to go first. I got to charge with almost everything. And uh, I picked up a good chunk of his army. (laughs) And uh, I was able to pull out the win from there. Um, But it always feels a little risky to me. And maybe I'm just not embracing the the bustedness of all the free war gear right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm with you. I, I don't play 40 key like that because I'm always like, what could go wrong, right? Like, yeah. it's, it's why would I turn this this five turn plan into a one turn game where we're just rolling dice at each other? Even if, yeah, if exactly. I favor, like I got melt guns and storm shields, but still. Mm-hmm. No, I've I've been diced both ways in this game. Uh, I had a single wolfen roll, three sixes and a five. Uh, fighting on death and picked up a whole Sanguinary Guard squad. Uh, on the flip side, a different Blood Angel game, I had a full squad of Wolfen, 
go in and only kill two sanguinary guards. So uh, I don't want to just leave it up to the dice. <laughs> no, not at all. So if, with your approach to Space Wolves, it's like a very balanced all-comers list, right? And you kind of create very difficult situations for your opponent to get into from the first place. You're, <clears throat> how do you, what are you afraid of? I mean, I'll put it that way. Um, when you're preparing for a turn, I guess, what are you considering as your bad matchups? So, I mean, the, the top meta armies always scare me a little bit. Some of the reasons for that is I don't have great practice into them. Uh, I'm a little bit scared of Gene Steeler Colt right now, uh, just because I don't have someone locally to me who's like a top tier player that I can get the reps into. Uh, and the last time I played a really good Gene Steeler Colt player, they uh, this was before ARCs, but they they just kicked my teeth in. Um, so they they always make me shiver just a little bit. Uh, the new guard, just because they have enough out of line of sight that I can't do. You know, the the game plan and their secondaries are so great. Those would be the big two right now, I think. Thankfully, I dodged both of those at Rocky Mountain. And then Dark Angels were, were stressing me out a little bit, too. I ended up playing two Dark Angels players in round five and round six. One was all the Ravenwing, like uh, 10 speeders. And the other one was Max Terminators. But I was able to win both of those games. So feeling a little bit more comfortable in the Dark Angels now. Right, right. That's exciting. So that's definitely we're going to get into part two. We're going to talk about like your actual playing into these matchups and how do you approach it and what tech you've put into your list to, to deal with them. One of the things like I view with this Arcs of Omen meta, though, is when I'm thinking about list building, the field is so open, right? There's so many, yeah. so much viability to the game where it encourages one of two things with list building, I find. It either incentivizes you to pick one extreme and just go hard at it, which you're seeing a lot of success with like 50 Deathwing Terminators and whatnot over there, or guard <laughs> shooting or iron hand shooting. And then the other approach is to build like a very capable all-comers list and just try to play the best 40k you can, which is what I think you're going for over here, unless you think otherwise. Yeah, I don't, uh, I, I definitely wanted to have a mix of of everything. Uh, I was leaning even more into the Assault and the Melta uh, but I ended up dropping one of the Sky Claws to get the Cyberwolf and more Long Fangs because I found that I was really just committed to the the 24 inch threat range, um, and I wanted some of that that long range shooting. So we've got the Last Cannon Squad, the Missile Squad, and the Grav, who uh, usually walk in off the board to give me a lot more balance in that regard. But yeah, I'd like to think that my list is as balanced as it can be uh, to give me the best odds into basically everything. So that that's like a personal choice, right? Like you're choosing not to skew your list as hard as you can into shooting or into you know, whatever it might be. And I know you're a diehard Space Wolf player, so you're not lim- limitless with your options here. You're, you're stuck within the framework of Space Wolves. Yeah. Do you think Space Wolves are best when played in this all-comer style, or do you think that there are other extremist builds that can exist as well? Uh, I think that you can do both. I mean, uh, I'm in a group chat with Jaime Paris, uh, Bam Hunter, and uh, Hunter Nichols. We we bounce list ideas. That's like the wolf pack. Yeah, the the, the wolf council. We're our self uh, described name there, uh, and we bounce list ideas off each other all the time. And we've kind of come to more or less the same consensus here. Uh, but then just last week, this uh, this guy won, or he, same boat as me. He went six and zero, but got second at a pretty good size event, running thirty wolfen and Gilliman to give the wolfen rerolls and you know better charges. So I think it's open for everybody right now. Marines are in a great spot. You know, I can't deny that. So <laughs> play whatever sounds fun. No, I mean, absolutely. Gilliman, Space Wolves. I mean, the world is open, like you said. I think that's really cool. So 
One thing that strikes to me about your list, and we'll get into that in just a minute here specifically about what you took, is that there is no scout storms. There is no, there's one cyberwolf. That is the extent of your fluff in this army. After that, it's all just raw power. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, I know, I know Jaime is one of those players who likes the storms and likes his, his jankiness. And of course, that's, that's a bit of play style and pro- player preferences coming into list creation here. What is your, why do you hate fun things? Let me put it that way. <laughs> I don't hate the fun things, but uh, I feel like you have the tools still with this list. I mean, I guess, okay, the scouts are fun. I'll give you that. But you, so yeah, if you run the land speeder storm and the scouts and all the free war gear, you can get, you know, you can build a list to get some of those secondaries almost guaranteed if you're going to run like behind enemy lines uh, or some of those other secondaries. But with what I have, you can do that anyway. Um, because of the sky, sc- the sky claws, the way you have to kit them out with six people to get the max melta uh that opens up uh retrieve arcs of omen data whatever it's called now uh as a great option you still have the two infiltrators um you can juggle juggle them with the guerrilla tactics so uh there are games that you end up taking some of the different secondaries and i don't think it's just the hey i have to table you to win every time strategy but to what i was saying earlier you know i've jaime has posted some of those lists in his chat uh where he's got the three scouts and the three land speeders uh in a world where he might want to run that secondary but we're kind of spoiled right now that we don't have to because you can bring the power and still have all the tools to play the mission yeah so it's not like you need to overindulge in mission playing tools to make up for lack of power you can just take good stuff and and basically win in both fashions like tactically and in raw power Mm -hmm, exactly well, it sounds nice to be a space wolf. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. I, I mean, compared to the last three years where wolves have been, this is uh definitely the the highest we've been on the the tier ratings, if you will. So I'm not gonna complain about it. <laughs> right. So when you're building this all comers style list, right, you've got to be worried about the the extremities of the meta, especially if you're going to tournaments and things like that. So theoretically, mm-hmm. you could be playing against um Deathwing Terminator spam or Astro Militarum 30 Kazarkins and, and Indirect Fire and Thousand Suns raining mortals upon you, whatever you can kind of think of. Yeah. And how does your list, I guess, in a nutshell, fight all of those extremities? Is it is the plan always kind of repetitive the same, or is it um some armies require a totally different approach? Yeah, yes and no, but I mean we I put the the tools to help with a lot of those. Uh I think every Marine player should at least be starting their list with two squads of infiltrators because a lot of the things you listed, the infiltrators just help so much into a lot of those uh, meta armies. Uh, not the Dark Angels, but almost everything else. Gene Steeler, Colt, Demons, Kazakin Bombs. You can almost screen out half the board with your two squads of infiltrators, and then it really alleviates a lot of those other problems when you don't have to worry about stuff deep striking behind you, uh, screening out the the mortal wounds from guard or whatever the case may be. Um, so the infiltrators are not very exciting when you have everything else in your army can kill basically anything or has five melted guns or is a great assault unit, but uh, the infiltrators are clutch there. Yeah, I like that. As a, infiltrators are, are just a solid unit. Are there any other like must-haves when you're playing Space Wolves? Like, you know, you're just not leaving home without these no matter what the list is. Uh, I mean, th- well, for me, it's the Wolfen. The oh, Wolfen yeah, and that's the Wolf valid. Guard. You know, you love yeah. your Wolfen. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the start of every list. Uh, the captain is that is, is that a is, pet unit? Like, if if Wolfen were terrible, would you just 
still put them in or is this like they'd have to be pretty bad for me to to drop them um but the fight on death i think is their strongest trait right now um in eighth when they had a feel no pain a three up invul fight fight twice uh then fight on death they were pretty busted i felt um but even now I, yes, they are pet unit. <laughs> <laughs> is it a, is it a medical? Like, do you have a lot of close combat in your area, so they just get extra value? Because like, I'm always concerned about getting shot in the face with the people I play with, and it's like wolf and fight on death. I wish I could use that rule. Yeah, uh, well, that that is the the biggest feels bad when you know ten guardsmen get the angle and they just kill your wolf and there's nothing to be done. Uh, but I think our meta locally specifically, it's very close combat oriented and. With the player place terrain, it's kind of moved that way, um, just because you get to, you can never really get shot off on turn one uh, with player place terrain as long as you're doing it right. So I think a lot of the frontline events have skewed towards at least having some melee, or you need to be really really fast with your shooting, you know, for Tau, Eldar, some of those armies. So I think they play well in my meta at least, um, but they're they're popping up on a lot of the other wolf lifts I've seen in other parts of the the world. So. I'm not alone there. Are there any... Well, I guess, you know, before we get too deep into alternate choices, why don't you just walk me through your list that you actually took to the Rocky Mountain Open and uh, went undefeated with? All right, so yeah, it's a Space Wolf Arcs Detachment uh, with the Elites being the, the extra choice or the whatever you call it. Uh, we only have one HQ. He's the captain on bike. Uh, he's got basically every upgrade you can give him. He's got Chapter Master. He's got two Warlord traits. So he has Rights of War for OPSEC. Then he has Hunter, which gives him the advance and charge. Uh, then he has the Armor of Rust. So this is the first of my fights last. And then he's got a, a Kami Melta, which you're going to hear a lot, and uh, a Thunder Hammer. <laughs> um, so he passes out your buffs. He gives you the OPSEC on demand. He's great at stealing objectives. He's always an MVP for me. Then we have the two Infiltrator squads. Awesome choices for your troops there. It's awesome that you don't have to take a third troop anymore for Marines. I think two's the right number. Uh, and then we get into the elites. We have three squads of Wolfen. Don't leave home without them. Uh, three squads of Wolf Guard. These are all going to be identical. They all have jump packs. They all have combi meltas. Uh, the four regular dudes have lightning claws, and then the pack leader has a thunder hammer. Uh, we have a Judiciar in the bonus character elite slot. Uh, he's just there for a second fight last, which I think is very valuable. Um, in fast attack, we have the cyber wolf. He's really great at scoring O's. He can do the mission action on certain missions. He can help you screen out stuff. You know, he can go stand somewhere. It's really his job. He's great at it for only 15 points. Uh, two squads of sky claws. You have six guys in this squad. And between the six guys, you have four with chain swords, four with melta guns, one thunder hammer, one power fist, and then two bolt pistols. So, uh, it's really quick mobile shooting. It can deep strike. Uh, you can do actions with them if you need to. They can clear screens. They're a great utility piece there. And then we have our shooting. So it'll be three squads of long fangs, one squad with five last cannons, one squad with five missile launchers, one squad with four grav guns. Uh, each pack leader has, <laughs> just keep going, each pack leader has a, <laughs> a Kami Melta and a Power Fist because free war gear. And then each squad also has a Terminator pack leader with a Thunder Hammer, Storm Shield, and a Cyclone Missile Launcher. Uh, the last little bit of cheeky tech on this one, which you got to give credit to Jaime for, is making that Cyclone Missile Launcher Mastercrafted. So what you can do with the, the Long Fangs is you give them keen senses so they ignore 
any hit modifiers. Then you put the sergeant buff, the signum, to let that guy hit on twos. Um, and then the cherub lets that guy shoot twice. So the Terminator with a Cyclone missile launcher can shoot his, you know, four crack missiles hitting on twos at D6 plus one damage. So it's kind of fun. <laughs> it's really fun. If you do the frag missile, is that is that D6, is that two damage everywhere? Yeah, so it'd be, you know, ideal situation you're shooting into 11 plus dudes, but it would be 24 strength four, two damage frag missile shots. That's hilarious and awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think knobs might be the only thing that that's like good into, but I want to make it happen someday. Yeah. No, that sounds, that sounds like the dream. Your list just feels like it's endless, you know, as most spatial yeah. zombies do. You're like, and this, and this, and call me Melta. <laughs> yeah. It's been the joke I've been saying for the last, well, since ARCs came out, because I've been playing basically this list uh, for the last all of ninth. And I've had decent success with it. I won a few small GTs. I got second at a hundred person major last year. Uh, and it feels like I was like running with weights on and the weights are just taken off now. Cause I have so much more stuff than I'm used to. Uh, it's awesome. Scott, the wolf rumple unshackled, no more training weights unleashed <laughs> onto the meta. I love exactly. it. Exactly. All right, everybody. Scott, thank you so much for coming on. Everybody else, join us for part two on the Patreon, AOW40K.com. It is for subscribers. You'll also get access to our amazing Discord where we have the minds of 40K helping you out. In part two, we're going to be covering how this list actually plays, the tactics, the strategies, the positioning of this judiciar, the double fight last, all the nitty gritties, the, the missile launcher tech, you know, all the good stuff, how he plays against the matchups, and much, much more. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll catch you later. Like what you just listened to? Check out Art of War Down Under and Art of War Unbroken on the competitive 40K network. The Art of War 40K.com.